In this show, we're going to show you the wrong camera for your live stream. Welcome to the Tech and Teaching Podcast, where we give you all the tips, tricks, and know-how for a fantastic broadcast or podcast. My name is Eric Allgood, Director of Productions at Strive, and this... Jordan Hebner, AV Specialist at Strive AV. So today we are talking about the live stream cameras and the different uh, differences of them, uh, some of the different types of cameras. We have we have a well-planned out show. I'm excited for today because we have practiced the show, although we've already messed up Jordan on the intro. That's You're fine. You're not supposed to tell him that. I, well, he didn't say his name right. Well, you knew. Um, anyway, we're going to talk to you about the different types of cameras that can be used for video creation uh, outside of a live stream, but also when they work, obviously, very well within live streaming. Um, the questions that you as a purchaser of cameras need to be able to ask and have answers for when you are selecting your camera. Uh, and then we're going to give uh, kind of our recommendations based on some scenarios. And we've, we've thought a lot about this. Obviously, we work with uh, over 100 schools. We've worked with a ton over the years, so a lot of different setups and use cases. So we're going to kind of uh, spell out some scenarios and then lay out what we think would be the best cameras uh, for those scenarios. First, Jordan, we must talk about kind of the four types of cameras. And we'll go, I'll give you the overview first, and then we'll kind of dive into the, each of these a little bit, uh, a little more in line. But uh, we want to start with the, kind of the four types. We're talking about a handy cam, the very mm -hmm. basic, the very easy ones. Mm -hmm. We have the prosumer line, little step up. We have the professional camcorder line. So we're going to, for our purposes, we're going to stop short of a full broadcast camera because most of what we're dealing with is uh, schools. Nobody's, nobody, nobody's affording a broadcast camera. Yeah. But some schools with the right funding or maybe a grant or two could get to the professional line. We have seen a couple of those. We so uh, get you kind of some pros and cons for each of those four. And we want to start with the handy cam, of which uh, you actually got to see the uh, you got to see a little bit in our intro, but uh, the pro of the Handycam, and, and we really, as we were doing this list, we really came up with one pro. As the we cost. were as we were doing this, we really came up with one pro for the Handycam, and that pro is it's cheap. That's about it. It's about it. They they the size of them isn't isn't bad. Again, if you're just starting out, if you have no no basis of knowing what to do, it's small, and so it fits in a smaller bag than a bigger case. <laughs> and it's better than nothing. Right. I mean, you're not doing anything without a camera, so right. if it's all you can get, then that's fine. Um, but there's definitely better options. There are, there are there. and we're going to get to those better options. Some of those cons, though, and the first one – I, we have used some handy cams for some stuff, and I don't know that I actually knew the first point that you told me about um, why a handy cam isn't the greatest handy cam even in the world, even those that say 1080 right on the side of the camera. Yeah, you got to read the fine print on those. There's There could be a little asterisk there. Um, full disclosure, I haven't looked at handy cams for a long time, so this, I mean, it maybe a year ago I knew this was the case, but they, they upscale 720 to 1080. So it's it's not even a true 1080 picture. It's just an upscaled 720. So um, that so they're taking <laughs> a 720 picture, 
and blowing it up to 1080. So you're already losing video quality yeah. just in blowing it up just in the camera before it goes or rec- goes anywhere for a yeah. stream or, or gets recorded or anything like that. Yeah. The other thing about handy cams or another thing, and, and the list could probably be longer than what we have, uh, but it needs very much perfect light uh, because they can get very noisy. Uh, and noise is a thing that you think of more when you're doing audio recording, yeah. but it's actually very much a video thing as well. Yeah, it's it's basically like the the static, if you will. Um, it's kind of like when you had the bunny ears on top of the on top of the house, and you're trying to get the reception, and it's all fuzzy and whatnot. I mean, it's not to that degree, but you still it just doesn't look crisp, doesn't it's not clear, so it gonna affect the video quality uh the last thing about the handycam and it's it's something that kind of comes into to a certain extent all of these cameras but it's most notable because you can't have any other way to really get something into the handycam is the built-in microphone on a handycam not good and we have a comparison actually hoosier in the post-editing process of this video is going to show us the intro again with the audio off of the handycam in this show, we're going to show you the wrong camera for your live stream. See, that was really bad audio. That was awful. <laughs> That's, I mean, we, now, granted, we're doing it compared to really nice microphones. Yeah. But that audio it, still, you like, you would not, it's more for reference than it is for actual audio capture. Yeah, you're not going to stick around yeah. a long time if you're going to have to listen to that for a whole game. And we have we have noticed, and, and I've, I've read articles about this too, a video, if a video that you're trying to watch online is so-so in the in the actual video department, but the audio is really good, you're more likely to stick around. But if your video okay. looks amazing and your audio is junk, your audience is gone yeah. quickly. So audio is a very important piece. So what we're saying is the, the audio, the mic audio built in, to a handicam, not good. Please don't use it. I would agree. Okay, yep. Great. Yep. Great. Glad yep. we're on the same page. I concur. Uh, up next, the prosumer line. And for our purposes, we're going to talk about a lot of Canon stuff. We're going to, uh, that's that's kind of the world that Strive is in right now is within the Canons. Um, but prosumer is kind of the next step up from the handicam. So for our purposes, we're talking about the XA line. So XA 10, 11. Now we're up to like 60s. 60s, yeah. The XA line comes with two XLR inputs that you can kind of control the volume a little bit, but that way you can get a soundboard in there if you need to. Um, and then the the XA line also, the prosumer has the ability, depending on what model you get, to have the HDMI and also an SDI output. Mm-hmm. Um, depending, Canon doesn't do it, but I do know there's other brands like Panasonic, JVC, um, Sony, I believe, does it as well, but you can get NDI out. Um, okay. you, you'll find those more on the professional line, which we'll kind of talk about later. There's the, there's the tease again. We've mentioned NDI for like the second or third episode now, so that that show is coming still. Yes, it is. <laughs> it makes Jordan very happy just to think about that. Um, one thing about the, the XA lines or that prosumer line is the sensor of the – uh, camera lens itself, and this is going to get real technical for a second, but the sensor is bigger, which makes it more likely to work better in low light situations. It's not yeah. fantastic, but it is a noticeable jump up from a handy cam that's 720 stretched to 1080. Yeah, and and you're going to get uh, more uh, 
the camera is going to come with more processing power that it's able to digitally filter out that noise better than than the handy cam or even the, the consumer line. So, um, and I, I believe it's one and two, one and two thirds inch sensor or something like that, which it's not really in inches. It's not that big, but um, confusing standards, but uh, it bigger sensor, better processors and stuff like that. And then um, you have greater control, yes. just having a bigger bodied camera that you can manipulate the, the white balance and the exposure and all those other fun stuff that I'm not super... Uh, you know, with a handy cam, you'll get like sport mode, portrait mode, landscape mode, which there's not... There's probably some little difference in there, but not a whole lot. So there's really no... You certainly can't manually manipulate right. the Handycam the way you can when you get into that XA line. Correct. Yep. And that prosumer line. Yep. Um, cons of the XA line, it's not fantastic yet in low light. Now, we just mentioned that it's better. It's definitely better than Handycam. Yeah. Yep. But it's still not great. So if you have a dark auditorium and... Obviously, your stage is very well lit, but the rest of your auditorium is is obviously not because you want all the light on the stage. Uh, if you have a super wide shot and you want to capture the entire stage and you have a lot of black around it, you're going to get a lot of noise because that sensor is like, well, there's a lot of light somewhere in here, but there's not around the outside, and you're going to end up with a, a funky-looking picture. So it's, yeah. it's still not great uh, in, in the low-light situation. The built-in audio is better but it's still not great. It does have the audio capabilities with the external handle uh, in the yeah. case of the of those XA lines. So um, the built-in audio is, is still not great. Um, and maybe the biggest con, at least that we've come across, and by the way, what you're seeing, whether you're watching my camera, our main camera, or Jordan's camera over there, uh, is that we are recording all of these uh, cameras on an XA line of cameras. So we are, we are using... Um, for our productions and our recordings, we're using these, um, but all of the controls are menu based. You have to yeah. you have to go uh, onto the touch screen, which is handy. You have to go to the touch screen and you have to uh, physically go to the menu that you want and select the output that you want. Not as big a deal if you're talking about uh, photography because you're probably setting your moving your settings around um, and then more or less leaving them unless you're kind of outside. Right. Uh, it's just more more difficult to do that on the fly with a prosumer uh, line of cameras. So then that takes us into the professional camcorder. And again, this is where we are kind of drawing our line as far as uh, could you go beyond a professional camcorder? Well, absolutely. You start to get into the broadcast cameras. You start to get into the $100,000 lens, just the lens, not the body. That's another fifty. Um, oh, but that's the, like 20. It's oh, 20. It's so funny. For the professional camcorders in the Canon world, we're talking about the XF line. Um, so far, only one school has them. But if you're a Strive school, you probably know, oh, Marcus has got the good stuff. Well, yep, he did. The pros of the XF line, uh, it is fantastic in low light situations. There is really not a, there's not a lighting situation outside of pitch black that the XF line of cameras can't handle and show you a good quality picture. Uh, the menu settings are physically on the outside of the camera. And so as long as we're tripod and not we're not shoulder mounting and hand-holding this thing, right? Yeah. Uh, and these are big cameras, so you're, you're putting them on a tripod. 
you have physical you have physical buttons to adjust the ISO. It's got a built-in ND filter that is a physical switch. Um, it's like putting sunglasses on the front of the lens. So you got a super bright day, knock on an ND filter, and it's built in. You don't have to nothing to screw in or anything like that. Uh, you get the NDI outputs on some of those XF models, and it's built in. You get more of those options. On different models. On Canon, different models. Canon, to my uh, knowledge, doesn't do that on the XF lines. But if you Panasonic, Sony, and stuff on those similar, those professional cameras, then you're going to get an NDI, which is a super cool technology. And probably the last function that we think is really, really nice about those pro or the uh, professional camcorders, the telephoto lens that's built in. We're not talking about another external lens like a broadcast camera, but the built-in lens has a digital zoom that it, that can really take your 20 times optical and make it go very much farther. You lose a little video quality when you get too far, but you you have much more play. And without an external lens, you can get much uh, much better zoom. It, it probably would be important to point out that if you do get a like a, a 4K camera, that whether it's a um, prosumer or a professional camcorder, that um, a lot of times those 4K cameras are have a uh, like a, a shorter optical zoom, mm-hmm. like say. 15x or 20x but then you since you have a 4k image you're probably not using streaming in 4k so you can do a digital zoom that goes to 30 or 45 or something like that and then you have minimal video resolution or you lose you don't lose yeah video loss yeah yep uh the cons and then there are just a couple of these. By the time you get to the professional line, uh, these are definitely bigger and heavier. I mean, these are oh, yeah. we are talking about a beefy camera. Um, to go back to last week's show, you do not want to be putting an XF605 on a $20 plastic tripod. You will get laughed out of the building uh, if I see that. Take a picture and send it to us if you do that. I would I'd, love, I'd, I'd we love. will put it up on the wall of shame behind us uh if you if you i just want to see it i just uh, right <laughs> and and then obviously the uh kind of the last con of uh of that professional the cost is is greatly different than the handycam for instance exactly yep so so that's kind of the uh the pros and the cons there of the professional line right now we have a commercial break and when we come back we'll talk to you about some of the questions that you need to ask and have answers for when you are selecting your camcorder When students choose Midland University, they become a part of something bigger than themselves. Midland University sees the talented students at Strive Schools as fitting for Midland's programs. That is why Midland University is offering 25 renewable Strive scholarships, totaling $92,000. New this year, students also have the opportunity to earn college credit. Welcome back to the Tech and Teaching Podcast. I'm Eric Tetz Jordan, and we are going to give you now the questions that you need to be asking and have answers for when you are selecting your the correct camera for your use. Um, because a lot of schools, a lot of productions, hey, we're in a, we're in a different range. We always say there's a spectrum of strive. There's the very beginning. We just need a video feed, and then there on the other end there is, hey, we want that professional camcorder. We want great audio. We want uh, our our announcers and our producers to know exactly what's going on. And do a great job. So, 
um, wherever you fall in that spectrum and however you want to try to increase uh, your and try to get you all the way to uh, the best uh, end of the spectrum, well, these are the questions that you need to ask. The first one is, where are you live streaming? And that that question isn't uh, the destination. That's the next one. Uh, But where are you physically going to be doing most of your live streaming? Are you doing expecting to have a lot outside. We have we have football, we have softball, we have soccer, we have baseball. We have all sorts of stuff that we're going to be doing outside and we're going to be in the gym and that's pretty much it. We're going to be outside, we're going to be in the gym. You're going to have a variety of lighting situations is what you're going to do. Yep. Or are you going to be, hey, we have like four football games at home all year and everything else is in the gym. That might steer you to a different camera actually. Yep. Um the second question I already kind of answered, but it's the streaming destination. And that is, um, are you streaming on Strive? Are you streaming to a different destination? What's the max resolution you can stream at? Um, keeping in mind that, and I know we've had schools that um, kind of get lost in the weeds here. When we, sh- when we capture video for a stream, no matter, uh, no matter what your final output settings are, 720, 480, 1080, you always want to capture in the highest resolution possible. So there's a little support for Hoosier as well. Um, capture in 1080, Wirecast, for instance, doesn't handle 4K yet. I would imagine that's coming at some point. It, it is. I want to say they do. They um, do capture 4K. But you have to have a capture card that is going to capture the 4K. Otherwise, it's all for naught. And then right. it's just downscaling your 4K. A lot of a lot of uh, capture cards will say they can grab 4K, but they can grab it, and then they encode it to 1080. Right. So that's that's a whole different layer. Which is which so, is still better than taking a Handycam and going from <laughs> 720 up to 1080. Yeah, We'd rather nice. go 4K down to 1080 yeah. if we have to. Yeah. Uh, but knowing where your, stream, your max streaming resolution is... Uh, would be the the right thing to ask. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then the other one would be is just what what kind of outputs do you need? Do you need HDMI? Do you need SDI? Do you need NDI? Um, there's we could have discussions on those different types all day. But for most most uses, they're going to be HDMI because it's just easy to work with. And when you get into SDI, obviously you can do bigger runs if you're going to do seventy five to three hundred feet. That SDR works great for that, um, but the chances of you being 300 feet away from where you're wanting to be is smaller. Um, but if you, if you do need to be on the the score table, your 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 computer for streaming needs to be on the score table, and then your cam- camera's way up on top of the the bleachers. Maybe I mean HDMI works to a certain extent, but maybe SDI is what you you actually need. So right. those those are the things you also need to consider. Another thing to consider is, would this camera be used for content creation outside of the stream? That is definitely something that has come up more and more for schools, is creating hype videos, doing a media day. Are we using this camera for more than just live streaming? If you are, that might nudge you towards uh, a higher-end camera um, that can record in 4K. Even if you don't want to stream in in 4K, um, you can record in 4K. Uh, and up at anymore, but right, and and you might be able to kill two birds with one stone. Um, far as if you do need a content creation camera and a live streaming camera, well, maybe you could spend an extra 
$500 or something and get a better streaming camera that you can use for both and then just have one one piece of equipment too. Right. Audio is a big concern. Audio is a huge concern. We want that audio to be as best as it can. So I, I would recommend that you get something with XLR. No matter what your needs are, get XLR because at the very minimum then you can get a um, shotgun microphone and mount it to the side of the uh, the camera and have but way better audio than than that built-in camera. Right. But you could also just have a handheld and, and be talking into that for, for a sporting event or something like that. So that's something to consider. Maybe audio, you don't even care about it for your um, for your camera. You're doing that elsewhere, like in a, a big stage uh, soundboard that you're getting right. audio from. So, right. All right. And then the last question that I think we, we need to answer is, who is using these cameras? Um, <laughs> yeah. Do we want to say, well, we, we checked all these other boxes and uh, we, we need the, pr- the professional camcorder uh, for our sixth graders? I have a fourth grader. I would not be, I'd get nervous when he has my phone. I would not be giving my fourth grader, <laughs> I would not be giving my fourth grader a, uh, uh, a, a professional camcorder by any means. So are there levels? Um, you know, Young kids learning how to frame a shot, how to move the camera on a handy cam, that's a great place to start. That's you, can lear- you can learn yeah. you can learn all of the camera stuff on a handy cam. Yep. And 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 a if a if a student is able to uh, show the fact that yes, I know what to do with this camera, then they can graduate, if you will, up to uh, that that XF line or that XA line, maybe the XF line as they get older. Um, at the same time, you've got a you've got a group of seniors, you've got a class that has been building for the last two or three years because they've taken media productions type classes, and these are your these are your kids that they absolutely know what they're doing with the stuff. They want a good quality camera because they know what kind of shots they can get with it. Then that that's where the the investment is worth it. I think. Yeah. Okay, so now we're we want to run through some scenarios because it's like, well, what camera would we recommend? It's hard to just say, oh, well, I mean, the best camera you can get is you know that XF six hundred five or seven hundred five. Just just go there and be done. It and is a very good camera. It, it's a fantastic camera. It would do everything you would possibly want it to do. Yeah, it's not necessarily the camera, the only camera you could ever need in a school setting though. Yeah, it's kind of a trick question. The right camera is the one that's right for you. That fits your like takes all of those things into account. Your budget, what you're trying to do with it, what kind of outputs you need, um, who's using it, obviously. Um, and so taking all that into consideration because that an XF605 may not even even be re- remotely the best camera for you. Right. So I'll go through scenario 1 here and scenario 1 is uh, kind of how we started the the first questions. Um, we need an all-purpose camera. We're going to be shooting indoors and outdoors. We're going to be um, we're going to be filming plenty of football games, softball, baseball, track and field in the spring. Um, we're going to be outside a lot. We're going to be inside a lot. A lot of events in the gym, maybe an auditorium for a concert or a play one time. Uh, back in the gym for graduation, so we know we need good good video there. Um, the ability to have multicam, so we need two or three cameras that are the same. Uh, that's something that we haven't really touched on yet is uh, the ability budget-wise to have multiple cameras that are the same so that your stream will look the same from camera to camera. Uh, we need to be able to capture quality audio. 
I, I would point you to the XA line. Um, that is that, uh, that prosumer line. Uh, it's got the XLR inputs on the audio handle. It's going to, uh, if you get the right XA camera, you can record in 4K. Uh, mm-hmm. For instance, we have a, uh, an XA45. Does a does a great job of recording in 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 uh, 4K, and so that XA line of the prosumer level is going to be the best bang for your buck. Multicam stuff. I need to record some content. Is it going to give you the absolute best high end content? Maybe not. Is it going to do a really good job? Again, if you've nailed all the basics of uh, you know framing stuff like that, um, any kind of kid also could probably use that XA line. Mm-hmm. that prosumer line of cameras. And then the the third scenario that we kind of came up with was you are now the the school that is doing a lot of content creation. You do you have very active on social media. You might have video boards that you are creating hype videos, player introductions, stuff like that. You're doing a lot of video creation. Maybe you only need one camera for the live stream. Maybe maybe you need two. Um unless your market's in the new need three which is fine because they're still doing a lot of content creation. Um, that's when I think, okay, we have a big uh, we have a big push for content creation and the streaming is kind of secondary to that. Then I might actually point you to the XF line, that, that professional camcorder line of, uh, of camera. You're going to get, um, you're going to get the best quality when you record, you're going to be able to handle all the lighting situations. And again, if you kind of come back to, Hey, we really only need, one camera to stream with, um, then that one camera can be that, um, that XF line, that professional camcorder, because budget wise, Hey, we're going to invest in one camera, maybe two. Right. Right. Yep. So thanks for joining us today on the tech and teaching podcast. Uh, hopefully some of the things you've learned today, what not to buy as far as cameras are concerned, make sure that you're asking yourselves the, the right questions and that you're getting solid answers for those questions. Plan through your scenarios. Uh, that's the biggest thing when it comes to uh, figuring out what you need your camera to do. Go through all the scenarios that you're going to use. Uh, and a reminder that upgrading your equipment, whatever it is, if you're coming from a Handycam to the uh, prosumer line or up, it is always worth it. Your admin will be tickled pink if you can come in under budget too. Yes, they would be very happy about that. Thanks for watching us on the Tech and Teaching Podcast brought to you by Strive. And Strive is at the intersection of digital media education and delivers an engaging curriculum, innovative audiovisual equipment, and an education-based live streaming platform for K-12 schools. Find out how Strive can help start and grow your digital media program at strive.tv slash product. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week.